Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Hot toddy. Glad to be with you folks as we take the plunge into a huge franchise. Plunge or I pushed you? Uh, yes, I was shoved <laughs> into watching... Not all of the Amityville movies, just the official just ones. Just 11 billion of them. Yeah. <laughs> Not the... Not uh, the last five from this week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, we covered the official ones, and we'll we'll, we'll name those as we go through them. But, uh, yeah, Amityville Horror. Uh, true, based on a true story, kind of. And uh, we're going to start with letting Professor tell us a little bit about the, the true case of the crime. And then the haunting, and then we can talk about how some of it's utter bullshit, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we'll jump into the movies. So it all starts with the DeFeo family, uh, the famous address of 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, Long Island, New York. Yellow Card wrote a song about Ocean Avenue. It's about this house. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm done. <laughs> um, so know, Amityville means friendship. On November... Quint means five. Uh, on November 13th, 1974, uh, Ronnie Butch DeFeo goes through the house and kills his siblings and parents. Now, this is where the facts end in terms of we know what happened here. And we will get into a lot of speculation and things that kind of grab national attention and people's imaginations. But on this night, uh, Ronnie went through the house with a rifle and shot all of his family, the most bizarre aspect of it is none of them appeared to wake up. Yeah. And this is this is not in question. This is a fact. They were on their stomachs, most of them, I think. Yep. And there was nothing on the way that they were killed to indicate that they reacted. So he walked around with this high-powered rifle, blowing the family away without waking the next one up. Um, so that's certainly the most eerie aspect of, of that whole evening. Yeah. Um, uh, occasionally on our social media on the anniversary of that, I'll share a picture of the family. It's, it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, but that, that is where fact for sure ends. Now there's some other stuff that we can debate. Uh, but where it really becomes famous is a year later, uh, the Lutz family moves in, I think 13 months later. Great potato chips. Yes. Um, and why they are there, I think they last, is it 28 days? 28. Okay. And yeah. so we have, uh, all these endless reports of things that are terrorizing them within the house, ranging from the father hearing a marching band parading down through the first floor, uh, a giant evil pig that's being seen in the house. Cigarette pig? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice callback. Oh, man. Um, and so basically, uh, a few years later, we have a book that is written on this by Jay Anson, the Amityville Horror. It is a smash success. And it basically goes through. Now, there's a lot of debate on what is in that book and if it's the truth and if the Lutzes were cooking a lot of this up. 
But nonetheless, the book was a, a big bestseller. And then two years later, we open up the door uh, to the big screen with the Amityville Horror being released in theaters, which would spawn uh, an insane amount um, of sequels and remakes and reimaginations and everything else you can come up with. Part of the reason for this that I want to mention before we get going is because you can't copyright a place and history. Ah. And so you have Amityville as a place. You can't copyright that. So you can put that in any title you want. Also, the stories of the Lutzes and the DeFeos is history. It's public record. Like you cannot copyright that. And so they avoid it in some instances more than anything just for taste or, or frivolous lawsuits. Mm-hmm. But that's why people just constantly over the years have you know, just throwing their hat in the ring at, at cashing in on it. And so yeah, it's a brand, it's an established brand that you can leach off of. Sure. And, and the, the, the huge success and notoriety of the story, it became a common term. Everyone knows what Amityville means besides friendship, uh, which is scary. And so there you go. It's, it's a constant chance to make money, uh, despite quality or substance as we'll get into. But yeah. That's your quick history on what led us up to the franchise. Uh, briefly, too, I would just like to, to say, you know, The Haunting was popular because the Warrens were brought in to that's do true. investigation. So that's what made it a big deal. There was a famous book by Jay Anson that was written, and so much of it is so subjective. It's just interesting because at some points, um, the, family, the family defended the story to their death, right? They just stood by it and said, you know, this is all absolutely true. Um, and then like Jay Anson, the author came back and said it was like 90% bullshit. And like they had somebody investigate and like his book had over a hundred factual errors in it about the case and everything that happened. And so the Warrens stood by that it was haunted. The family stood by that it was haunted, but everyone involved in the periphery said that, you know, so much of it was made up. Yeah, and the book, if you treat it just as fiction, it's a scary read. Oh, it's yeah. a very entertaining book. I can see why it caught like wildfire at the time. Oh, yeah. Jay Anson made millions. Yeah. Millions. Um, so it's just interesting. So take it however you will. Uh, if you, It can be as haunted as you want it to be. Um, you know, there's, there's kind of no doubt that something happened at the house, like something weird, like something freaked out the Lutz family. But the embellishment is what's really called into question. Yeah. So, uh, what, what are you trying to tell me, Tony? That uh, we're not important enough to be introducing ourselves? Or... <laughs> we did that. <laughs> we did that? Yeah. For this episode? Can you sing a birthday song <laughs> for me? Welcome to the Stroke Club. <laughs> <laughs> I am possessed by demons. <laughs> so, um, do we want to get into what our experience is with this? Sure. Franchise real quick. I'll just jump in real quick and say I had, until this, I had only seen the original and the remake. Same. Oh, oh, no, no. And I had seen Amityville Awakening. And then whatever that one after Awakening was. Murders. Murders. Yeah. I'd seen the the more recent ones and then I had seen the first three before. I had seen the original and the remake. That's it. I watched all of them. And the, the last, uh, from five on, I worked at video stores that came out too. So, um, I will say Amityville is definitely like Dracula in the fact that, uh, like you said, it's um, anybody can put them out, but it definitely that they were at least reined in for a while of uh, the same producers and stuff 
were the ones releasing them, and and then it kind of went buck wild after that. Okay, that'll be the title of the episode. Buck wild. Buck wild. Todd, do you want to tell them how we're covering these? Uh, so we're kind of back in a like so the Amityville '79 and the remake we will do back to back just because it's the uh, same story. Uh, and then uh, definitely keeping uh, names down to a minimum of probably just uh, names that you should know in the horror community uh, for each film. So um, we also are only doing the official movies and we included the uh, Amityville curse because uh, the internet definitely lumps that in. And it was also the first one uh, made. It actually was came out before Amityville 4. Uh, but it's the... Uh, really from from three on um after three they all became the the cursed item uh mm. which is i think what all the new movies try to do too uh but now i mean Am- amityville is definitely the movie of the week now uh, so i haven't seen any uh past the official movies that are um that are any good so. that's just one of those properties that somebody will buy out of a bargain bin just based on the name without the name and, about and the movie usually they do some kind of artwork somehow showing the house even though when you watch the movie it looks it, they don't even acknowledge most of these don't even say amityville in the movie i was flipping through amazon prime streaming the other day and just watching some of the the trailers for like the crap horror movies that are on there because there's so many and one was called amityville haunting and it was hot trash it looked like it was recorded on someone's home video i think that's the last one that i watched of the of of them coming out with uh because it didn't even it didn't even try to even look like the house even. no it just they found a house that had some windows that kind of looked like the windows from motion <laughs> this avenue house has windows <laughs> Ooh. Yes. They, they really look like it was shot on home video we will be a little bit more brief than usual with these entries um for the sake of some the of listener us some of us will be <laughs> yeah, well. so all right so starting off um so we get the Amityville Horror, 1979, directed by Stuart Rosenberg, based on the book by Jay Anson, and starring James Brolin, Margot Kidder, Rod Steiger, and uh, Murray Hamilton. And uh, this is the, uh, I don't think the Feo's name is ever mentioned in the movie, but the movie starts with the crime, and, uh, and then we go to uh, a little time later when... Um, when the Lutzes are moving into the house. Um, and then we see the 28 days uh, that they experienced while living in the house. Um, I will say this is probably the biggest thing where people will argue whether it's real or not, because the movie compared to the book definitely have a lot of differences. So um, that doesn't help anybody's story either. And also I believe it's Jay Anson that he wrote a lot of stuff for movies already. He definitely helped write this. Movie. Was it him or, or both? Because uh, Han, Hans Holzer does a lot of the books too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of them were tied to a lot of screenwriting too. So, uh, do, do we need to go into the the movie more than that? Other than young family, uh, uh, they know they know about the uh, the murders previously because they're told um, they're all okay with it. They're getting uh, the deal of the century. I think they buy the house for. Um, yeah. Real cheap. Yeah, it's relatively uh, cheap. Um, so it's a, a single mom who's just recently married. Uh, so young family and um, their businesses are uh, not setting the world on fire. Um, and so they're looking for a cheap deal. And 
not only that, but um, really, it really is something where down the road, where when they moved out, the idea is it's uh, going to make them a lar- large profit, like when they decide to ever sell. So, mm-hmm. I think that this movie is the blueprint for every haunted house movie that came out after it. Mm-hmm. I think this really set the tone for the modern haunted house movie. I, I had an interesting thought <clears throat> watching it this time, which was I'll I wonder if uh, thank you uh, <laughs> if. Stephen King had this in mind with The Shining. Hmm. Not lifting it completely, but we deal with possession of the father mm-hmm. and being unsafe in your own home from your own family. Yeah. And so we have this gradual terrorizing of the family with uh, some fairly iconic scenes, especially with them bringing the priest in to bless the house uh, yeah. with Rod Steiger, who's uh, wonderfully hammy in this. He was quite an accomplished actor, but he definitely had fun in this. Um, the Flies... Uh, you know, just things that I think we've kind of taken for granted because mm-hmm. we're so familiar with yeah. it at this point. I made a note that the fact that you had real flies, it would not have worked otherwise. No. And later you will see that it doesn't. Yeah, I, I, well. I love that a, real flies. A cam- there's a cameraman or somebody that uh, that has a fear of flies, which is kind of ridiculous, but that he was kind of getting sick. Because they put, I think, honey on a... Rod Steiger's face to, to do the scene, which now they just do digital, but mm-hmm. and crappy. Um, I do agree with Vinny though that as I think about it, like uh, the, the crucifix turning black and and a demon voice and um, uh, like a gateway to hell or an Indian burial ground or, or a, mm-hmm. a lot of tropes that are uh, actually, as I say it, I do think of The Shining, which is the hotels built on the Indian burial ground and. Uh, gateway to hell and all these crimes have happened previously and um so i think something we didn't mention was that uh in the real case which is uh touched on in the movie is that uh george lutz looks very similar to uh ronnie defeo jr uh, and this is a small town and also that uh i think they're moving in as the trial is beginning and at this point ronnie defeo jr is also saying that um that he heard voices and that um, basically that the voices told him to do it, mm-hmm. which is probably something newer. And um, I can't think of too many true crime cases that, that might've predated this where, where people were saying they heard voices and the devil. And um, I can't think of too many before Amityville. I was trying to think of when Berkowitz was, which was also Amityville uh, in the same area. Berk- yeah, a few Berk- years earlier. Okay. 77. Who also saw uh, talking animals. Yeah, but he was in the city. He was in New York. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, gradual terrorization of of the family and bizarre behavior until we build up to the big climax, which still has some good stuff in it. So you guys are going to hate me early. Yes. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. This this movie has always been very boring to me. Um, I, I actually like the remake a lot because I feel like the remake took what was good about the original and gave it a better pace. Um, I don't think it's a bad movie and I love all the tropes that are in it and, you know, the, the legend around it, but uh, I'm telling you, I fell asleep three times <laughs> trying to rewatch it for the show. Just dead honest. It just doesn't. I'm going to, I'm going to surprise you and say I'm not far off. I've Brolin's performance isn't aging well in this and he's a good actor. I'm not knocking sure. him, but it's, I think, um, the movie's too long and a little self-indulgent, and that's not helping its case 40 years later. Yeah. Well, the fact that it's I've only ever hours. seen the one, the original, and the remake, 
and nothing else tells you how much of an impact Amityville has had on me as a whole. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where, you know, if you're newer and kind of digging back, this is important. You should watch it. Yeah. It's a big-time film. This is one of the biggest films of the 70s. I sure. mean, this is a huge deal. But watching it now, not the same experience. Yeah. I think because I watched it early on and it used to terrify me, it always uh, I always like watching the original. But it is not my favorite. I think there are better uh, entries. There's a lot worse entries. Hmm. Um, it's true. I will say hmm. uh, I think uh, this is probably against the norm, but James Brolin's the hotter daddy than uh, Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. We know why you like the remake more. But, <laughs> um, again, uh so I'll say this, this is early on, this invented a lot of the tropes, so it can be a slow burn, as people like to say. And this is where I think uh, the story debunks itself almost. That um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, and, and I believe that something definitely happened there, but the book and film have so many differences. But when you read the book, which is actually scary, the book would definitely be boring if they did every, like like the marching band stuff, like stuff like that. I think it definitely would have turned people off compared to what they put into the uh, the film. And then I think by the time they did the remake, they knew that there's so many movies that copied Amityville. They had to do something uh, different. I remember my mom being real into the Amityville thing and like reading the books yeah. and all that type of thing when I was a little kid. My mom hates horror, but she will watch the shit out of some Amityville movies. Yeah. And I think it's the true crime part of it. And the um, my mom calls it her murder porn. <laughs> she watches true crime. Well, you got the true crime aspect, and then it's like, you know, did did their account really happen or didn't it? A uh, few years before I was born, I would say I want to make sure I mention this before I forget. Uh, my dad still likes to tease my mom about this. Uh, they went <laughs> yes. there, and she took a picture of the wrong house, and he had to yell at her to <laughs> to take the other one. Which I should have brought the picture. They still have it in a photo album of, of the house when they drop by there. Uh, but so we end up with, with, with things just going bonkers. He's trying to kill his own family. We've got, you know, as you would expect, the huge rainy, stormy night. Walls bleeding. Now, yeah, and we've got the Red Room, which isn't the first time or the last time that we'll hear about this from the book through all the sequels. The evil's down here in the basement within this Red Room. Uh, we see uh, Jody the big ass pig up through the window, <laughs> um, which doesn't look the best years later. <laughs> Did not, um, age not sure we maybe should have included that, but basically they flee, and then we get the text explaining, uh, which is part of the legend at this point, that they left all of their stuff there and they pieced out. And that's kind of the classic story. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to it, which I think is, you know, in defense of what we were saying, it probably doesn't need to be two hours. And I think. The remake, which we're getting ready to discuss, demonstrates why that's a good thing uh, with what they did because they trimmed it down. But any other thoughts on the original? Nope. No, I'm good. All, All right. On to the remake. Rolling on then, we have The Amityville Horror, uh, 2005, directed by Andrew Douglas. Uh, it was a Platinum Dune production, so right on the hills of uh, some other big horror remakes of the 80s. Uh, starring Ryan Reynolds, Melissa George, and Chloe Grace Moritz. Um, so I, I will say the number one thing uh, that is so downplayed in the book and in the original movie that definitely added to the remake was the John Ketchum, uh, who is definitely somebody that's um, 
So whether he actually is buried on the actual land, that might be spec things they added to beef up the story. Same thing with the Indian burial ground. But both were a thing in that area. Um, but John Ketchum was a, a known um, uh, kind of like a warlock, I guess, that uh, practiced uh, witchcraft. And it was also, um, they also really brought out the point of uh, that there was an Indian burial ground where they would bury their crazy and they would bury them face down, basically facing hell, which is also how all the um, family uh, was killed in their sleep. They were all the facing down. Um, so I think the music's better. Uh, it's a better film. You get rid of the pig and actually make Jody a ghost. So mm-hmm. that honestly, that helped with it. Um, it's a great scene where the babysitter's locked in the closet with Jody yeah. and she puts her finger in the bullet hole. Oh, that's the scene where the little boy goes to take a piss and uh, there's a ghost in the bathroom. So scary. Also, um, so, man, I was probably less than a year old when Amityville came out, the original. So it was really cool getting to go see Amityville in the theater. And uh, it was a fun movie. Um, I remember people screaming and um, they didn't go too over the top. I will say rewatching it, like I was kind of scared some of the CGI would... I think they did a lot of practical stuff that they they should, and then the CGI didn't get too too overhand as some of the movies from the same period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like this film. I think it's fun. It's great as far as remakes go. I am watching this ten times to every one time. I'm watching the original. Um, if I feel like watching Amityville, I'm watching this, which isn't often. But <laughs> if I feel like watching Amityville, it's this. I like the inclusion of the Ketchum character and the. Uh, the the Indians and things like that. Again, not really true. Um, as far as the evidence goes, they were buried someplace completely different than where the house is, but still it's, I think it's a fun inclusion and it really draws that story and fleshes it out better. I agree. hundred percent. I think it's one of the better remakes of the era. If oh, not absolutely. The best remake. I agree with that. Um, it's, it's better than the original Yep. and Hands I, down. you can't take credit away from the original. This couldn't exist without that, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But this is the time it should have been. This is down to about an hour and a half. Yep. That's all I kept thinking with the original. I was like, I always forget. Why is this movie two hours long? It's like driving from the house to the church, from the church back yeah, to the house, from the house back to the library. Tune in to the Amityville Horror for for a roller coaster, and and so <laughs> you get more of that with this. I also think Ryan Reynolds carries this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he is better than Brolin. It's toned down. A lot of the fantastic in general is toned down. And they focus much more on trying to do authentic scares within the dynamic of the family in the house. And I just think overall it's a much slicker film and better. Yeah, I agree. It really follows the same narrative, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a good remake. It's a decent movie. The fact is that there are a lot of other haunting movies that I'm going to watch before I watch this one. Um. I'm going to watch the conjuring movies a million Mm -hmm. times before I'll watch this one. It's decent. I think for me, the lore of the Amityville has been played out for me over the years. Well, Uh, if it wasn't, I bet it is. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and just so many of the debunkings and everything, because I mean, it's one of the most high profile supposed hauntings ever. So every talk show has covered it, you know? Um, so while I think it's a good movie and I didn't mind watching it again for this, uh, the chances of me watching it another time after this is pretty slim. Yeah, mine will probably be weekly. 
<laughs> <laughs> I would love to see this get the Conjuring Universe treatment. I would love yes. to see them. Yeah, I, like, I, I really wish. Uh, was it Conjuring Two that opens with Amityville? Yes, yes. I I really think because uh, that's a spin they haven't done is the aftermath after they leave the house. Yeah. So it'd be cool to uh, have a whole movie because um, in real life they or actually from had, the perspective of the Warrens. Yeah. Well, in, in real life, you know, they had like the. Um, the Channel Five News or whatever that actually brought the Warrens and other psychics in and spent a night in the house and um, and you know the, and there was a, a little bit of other stuff that happened in real life after the house. Um, I think that would be a cool spin that we have like seen because it seems like they just keep doing it over and over again. I'd like to revisit that, but with a spin with having Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. <laughs> <laughs> can we get a can we get an Amityville reality show? Yes. All right. Anything else to say on the remake? No, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. All right, uh, moving along. Amityville 2, The Possession, 1982. uh, Written by Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, This one is based on the book Murder in Amityville by Hans Holzer. Uh, Cast is Burt Young, Diane Franklin, and James Olsen. And um, this one is marketed as the family before the Lutzes, but this one does, they're not the DeFeos. Uh, it's the, the DeFeo story, but they don't call them. But they that. change the names. Yeah, there, there's, one, there's one less kid. Well, I think the working title for it was too soon. <laughs> uh, that's would, probably, well, that and uh, I, what I did learn is that George Lutch had, at, at this point, he actually sued because there's a book, The Amityville Horror 2, where now the ghosts follow the Lutzes around. Uh, so he has sued. Um, and that's probably why they did not use the name. But when you rewatch the movie, I've always felt like it was a prequel, but I'm like, well, you know, he does have a Walkman. It's a weird, like, when I was watching it, I sat there confused for about the first half of it. It was like, wait a minute, like, when, where is this Mm -hmm. on the timeline from the last movie? Uh, They didn't do a very good job of letting you know that straight up. It's probably up to the viewer, I guess. To me, though, as I watch it, I kind of feel like this is just a family that moved in after the Lutzes. Yeah, I don't which is it, how I think orig- you initially feel when it starts. But if you're familiar with the the DeFeo story, you're starting to be like, "Well, this is the DeFeo thing," but they're not. It's just because I would think if it was supposed to be a straight sequel, and I'm, I, I think your 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 theory is valid. I think if it was supposed to be a straight sequel, someone would have said, "Yeah, the last family that lived here didn't last too yeah. long." Here, yeah, yeah the la- the priest would have said, "Yeah, I got run out of this joint once before." Or it opens up with. Three months later. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think Amityville 2 is better than the Amityville Horror. So, Amityville 2 is the greatest Amityville movie. Full stop. Was it the brother-sister relationship? Oh, you better believe it. (laughs) Uh, I like to call it Amityville 2 Demon House Boogaloo. (laughs) Because this movie has everything. This movie is nuts. If you're fucking your sister, this movie is nuts. (laughs) I thought going into this, this was the best one I'd watched beforehand. And we watched a whole lot more. Uh And I still feel the same. This is is the most horror successful. I got about a half hour into it and was texting Wilson and said, somebody was just trash. What I realized the problem was, as soon as Burt Young wasn't on screen, <laughs> the movie got way better. Now explain to listeners your irrational hatred for him. I, all he's doing is playing Pauly from Rocky <laughs> in this movie. Like he's not doing anything. Can't argue with fresh. that. Fresh and and it's an obnoxious dickhead. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. ugh, 
He's so unlikable, which he's supposed to be, so he did his job. But uh, then once it got past that, and then you start to get into, like you say, the kitchen sink, this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you, like you, 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 even, you even get into some uh, horror makeup, and that's yeah. what you don't get. So I, I, I'm still like, best in the series, maybe. I'm just not that crazy about the series as a whole. This one has definitely picked up legs over the decades. This has got a bigger following, it seems like. Uh, was year. it because creepy German guy from the Monster Squad was in it? Possibly. Okay. I will say uh, there's a lot of uh, tropes that is still one from this movie as well. So like uh, the brother standing in the door and then the priest and like the door closes. and uh, So I feel like the first one was a lot of like they tell you what happened, but they don't show you. And then Amityville 2, they're like, let's, let's try to play in uh, – more tropes and like yes. the the vision of like the ghost in the basement and I certainly was weirded out by the incestual relationship between the brother and the sister. I I was like, I had to, I took a step back. I was like, wait a minute, because I for a, for a minute I thought they were a young couple, and then I was like, no and then you're wait, like, why are my pants down? I'm trying to watch this movie. <laughs> like my pants are tight. What is happening? So that's the thing is like one of the legends about why Ronnie DeFeo killed the whole family is that he and his sister were having a relationship together. Well, they also argue that that he didn't do anything except for kill her. Mm-hmm. That she killed the family. Uh, I think they shared the parents and then he was upset that she killed all the brothers and sisters. So he killed her. Uh, so instead of just adding all that in, they're like, let's add incest and demons talking over a Walkman and, hmm. uh, uh, we get like the more of the b- blood in the basement and demons and uh, little Indian ghosts walking through. The little the, Indian yeah, ghosts. Yeah, I think they. I think this was like One a flashcard. Like Hal Green Color would uh, throw the wheel to see if they actually are going to make fun of people of color or white <laughs> people. They're like, let's pull out the cards. So like, let's have Indians walk out of the basement, all creepy. And, and so that's the thing. I mean, when when. When Vinny said this was a kitchen sink movie, I mean, it felt like a canon film. Like, yeah. it, and it felt, I mean, it, it really did feel like a boogaloo movie. Like, there was just, there was blood coming out of a faucet. The, you know, there was an exorcism. There was a house explosion. There were Indian ghosts. There was, you know, everything. The but priests, think, the bugs. I mean. I think, too, what's cool about that is that they're it, they're making a kitchen sink, but they're, but they're still trying to keep you happy. Yeah. As a oh, viewer. Yeah. They take the viewers seriously it's not just like let's go bonkers because the first one was successful we want to try and scare the shit out of some people oh yeah and so the fact that you would make moves because you got to remember how massively successful that first one was to come in here in a sequel not long after with incestual shit on screen yeah was pretty bold and i can remember the first time i watched this going what the hell uh side note when you texted me i remember thinking if he hates this one he's got a long road ahead <laughs> he's got to go sit outside i did have a long road ahead of me by <laughs> yeah. the way even though this did ended up end up being better than i thought it was gonna be it was a long road i, I would actually uh i would say that as a kid i would actually not watch this often because it would scare the shit out of me oh yeah i the brother gets collectively way creepy as time goes on. Yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like Brundlefly. That's a, one of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's it's legit creepy. Legit creepy. And the makeup's pretty cool. The makeup's good. Which and series has more titties in it? Uh, Friday the 13th or Amityville? <laughs> I don't remember that many titties in Amityville. Me neither. It seemed like about everyone had a, had titties. There's like a you pair. watched the Amityville horror. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait a minute. um this also had some really well shot scenes in it Mm -hmm. i like the scene where the tablecloth gets yanked out from under the dishes and then flies up and covers the crucifix i love the scene where the mom steps forward and grabs the gun out of sunny's hands it's like a really neat camera shot um yeah the house goes nuts when he shakes the hands with the priests which is really a a cool scene um i did love when he pointed the gun at burt young (laughs) then <laughs> he was like please please um and then one of my favorites was the priest is trying to do the house exorcism and he's using that thing it's called a a, a spurgulum and it's how you throw holy water mm-hmm. it's called a what a spurgulum <laughs> and the rectory yes <laughs> rectory <laughs> damn near kildery um but when he's using that a spurgulum and it starts throwing blood i was like yes this is awesome <laughs> Uh, my only complaint with this film is the third act is a little long in the tooth. The film isn't like insanely long, but the post incident yes. with him being with the authorities, I didn't really need all that. It's okay. I still think this is one of the more, if not the most entertaining film out of the franchise and certainly the, the best made. I think there was a lot of heart put into this, Yeah, but that's my only real complaint is, is it kind of, Kind of falls apart a little bit in the last act. Yeah, I'll give you that. What about the facial hair on that black lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) That dude had amazing facial hair. (laughs) Hashtag perfection. (laughs) All right. Any more on that one? Amityville too. I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, they did do the cut scenes for Vinny so that we didn't have to watch Burt Young sodomize his wife yeah it was uh i think it was rather inferred when you hear them arguing through the door and she's like no it's a sin he's like you're my wife <laughs> but, yeah. how many times has that been screamed in long island <laughs> oh boy every night in long island all right all right moving along uh amityville 3d aka amityville 3 the demon uh 1983 directed by richard fleischer fletcher Starring Tony Roberts, Tess Harper, Candy Clark, the famous now Lori Laughlin, and Meg Ryan, um, which this might have been one of her first films. Uh, this one, instead of being based on a book, it's actually based on the real life accounts of uh, Steve, Stephen Kaplan, who was trying to debunk mm-hmm. um, the, the Lutzes at this point. Um, so I think they just kind of took that story and ran with it. Um, this one actually mentions the DeFeo family. But it's a weird sequel I never noticed until now that uh, it says in the credits and marketing and everything that this movie in no way is associated with the Lutzes and is not a sequel to Amityville or Amityville 2. Okay, huh. everybody's tired of getting frivolous lawsuits from big-headed ass. Wow, I did not know that. That's funny. I love the seance debunking scene. Yeah. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. I... I, I got to say that, you know, it, it it jumps the shark in some areas, but I still think this was an entertaining watch. It was. Yeah, they're still putting money yep. into trying to give you a good time. I, yep. used, I used to hate this one. Um, this is long before a lot of the sequels. Um, rewatching it, though, it kind of falls in suit with, like, some of the, like, Exorcist sequels and Omen sequels, where I used to not like them as well as a kid, but rewatching them as an adult, I kind of uh, at least appreciate that they were trying to do something different. Uh, the fact that the ghost is following him to like his office and like controlling yeah. the elevator and stuff's a little much, but um, 
I do like that uh, their daughter dies in a boat accident, and the mom is talking to the daughter, not yes. realizing she's uh, a very yet. effective scene when she's walking through the house. Uh, they deal with more with the well and uh, the big baby looking demons that come out of it. <laughs> oh, do you mean the fire breathing Ched? I, uh, <laughs> I I would love to. This would be um, for all the movies that that they try to bring back. I would love to see this like just once in 3D. In the I was theater. about to say the same thing. I wish I could have watched it the way God intended it yeah. <laughs> in 3D. Uh, how does being covered in flies kill you? <laughs> Is what I would like to know. Listen, can Soft we just death? They have can, diseases. Can we just at this point establish that we don't need to mention bugs in every movie because <laughs> there's bugs in every Amityville movie. Uh, also, I said the lead looks like Richard Dreyfus and Ron Perlman had a baby. He's tickled with that one. I am. You've loved that joke since you were six years old. <laughs> um, How about the, uh, I, I forget the, was it the, his coworker that dies in the horrible car fire. Uh, I, one of my notes is car fire death is rough. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, his daughter's death. Like how did they just think it was a good idea to steal that boat? They're like, here's a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like out cruising the lake. That's what it was like being white and namedy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was. I'll bet it was. But uh, yeah, that demon at one point does look like a fire-breathing chud. You got to give me that one. <laughs> oh, it did oh, look yeah. like the chuds. <laughs> Maybe this is a prequel to chud. If you work up the timeline, time <laughs> I'm just proud of you guys for not making any jokes about Lori Laughlin buying her way into this. <laughs> uh, my last note is she that did I love. Get a, you did this movie to get her paid through school. <laughs> I love that uh, the swordfish explodes when the house yeah. is going. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Amityville 3D. This is where the scale starts to tip. Yeah. It's, there's, there's fun and quality, but it's getting gimmicky. Clearly, it's a 3D movie. And it's, if nothing else, it's fun to watch it from that spe- very specific <laughs> era, era. Yeah. With, like, Jaws and Friday the 13th. And, they, and trying to that pick feel. out where all the gags are. Yeah. Like, what was the 3D gag and what wasn't. Yeah. I'm sure probably something cool, though, rewatching it on, uh, on Blu-ray. Was uh, like when they do like the ghostly floating thing. That probably was pretty cool in 3D. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Pretty cool if you did. <laughs> All right, we uh, we ready to head off road. All right. Yeah. This, so uh, everybody, buckle up. <laughs> so uh, Amityville, huge success. Two made a little bit of money. Three, no. Um, three was such a bomb that uh, part four was actually a made-for-TV movie. So uh, we get Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, which premiered, I think, on NBC in 1989. This is uh, the start of the uh, John G. Bone, uh, John Bones, John G. Jones books, uh, Amityville, The Evil Escapes, which is now basically what Amityville becomes, which is the, the cursed item of the week. Um, this is the cast of Patty Duke and uh, Jane Wyatt. It's crazy the talent that pops up in these films yeah. throughout I mean, I think Wyatt, name, Wyatt dates back to pre-code cinema. Wow. She's made a lot of legitimate movies for decades. Re- rewatching uh, this, I, I used to not mind this movie so bad, and it's probably because I was a kid when it came out, and it was just another Amityville uh, entry. It's rough to watch now. Uh, I think this is to me, and I, maybe it's because it's made for TV. Also, uh, with uh, Patty Duke, it's almost kind of like the um, the the Karen meme, like like where's your manager? So it's like yes. the, they're like we think your daughter murdered somebody she's like 
Oh, she's too sick to get out of bed. Fuck off, please. <laughs> Even though the ghost, it's like, not today, ghost. I need you to leave this house. I need you to leave this house. This absolute... Well, number one, didn't the house explode at, at the, the end, end of the life of, of three? It explodes during two, and I think kind of disassembles So, so this could have been... So I take... This is... They brought, got the items out before three. Except it, didn't they show them walking through the house? Yes, like a whole bunch of priests. Yes. A whole team of priests comes in. And the in. doors are slamming and all this shit. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, this absolutely feels like a script that they had that they were just like, let's throw the Amityville name on it. <laughs> um, it's like you... a Lifetime movie. And then they're like, "Book, there's a cursed <laughs> yes. lamp. But, yes. but, yeah, but wait a minute. What, ha- what, what happens when all the priests are in there? Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, recognize the son? I was Aaron gonna... Eisenberg. He played Nog in Deep Space Nine. I did not know nice. that. I do like the. Uh, I will say he's one of my favorite '90s tropes, which is the queer son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and uh, I said, here is the initial drop off in quality. Instantly. Oh, Instantly. Yeah. 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 Like because palpable. <laughs> What's the evil? Escape through the power oh, line my, and, and it, like, inflates the like a cartoon <laughs> hose. Like, oh man, oh man. So, for those of you listening at home, that's the premise: is that the evil from the Amityville house is entered into a lamp via the power cord plugged into the wall. <laughs> wait, wait, and then purchased at a yard sale. Purchased at a yard sale, <laughs> delivered to uh, um, this old school grandma. Her friends send it to her. I think is like a gag. Yeah, because they buy each other gag stuff at yard sales. And then her widowed daughter moves in with the kids. And the grandma is like this old school prim and proper grandma. And she will not quit writing her daughter for being widowed. Like, it's her yeah. fault. She's like, yeah, well, you wouldn't have these problems if your husband didn't fucking die. I love that. I love that every time <laughs> something happens. We, uh, uh, we never had a man's hand chopped off in the sink before until you and your kids arrived. <laughs> so let's just get this out here right up front. The next handful of films are going to be the same thing. What's funny is I'm looking at my notes ahead, and at the end, at some point in each of these, I say, by far the worst of the series, <laughs> with each time as I was watching them. Uh, uh, what about that little boy running the chainsaw down in the basement? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh. Oh, Lord. Uh, my last note is that the little girl stabs the priest, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Lots of laughs. That parakeet in the toster. So, uh, uh, a fun note is this was a two-picture deal, and the ending with the cat was, I think, going to be the next movie. Man. That's too bad they the, didn't run on The yeah, Plus. Please, yeah. Please tell the listener what, what that is. Yeah, our, one of the greatest endings in the history of entertainment is we throw the lamp out of the window. <laughs> there you and go. It, oh, and then it says a cat walk up to it, and then the cat looks up, yeah. and like his eyes are glowing. Yeah. <laughs> like the evil is now in the and cat. And that is when, and I'm not proud to admit this, <laughs> that I knew that I shouldn't have bought the set from Vinegar. So <laughs> <laughs> it stung. Yeah, I don't regret many movies I buy. That one hurt. That's it's two hundred. That's two hundred bucks. You won't get back. <laughs> you know, two hundred dollars. Get out of here. <laughs> Give me some credit. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're talking. I will say too. This around. is uh, this is the time period too where uh, made for TV horror sequels were. Oh boy, like Omen Four. That is and, true. 
um, those are all a big thing. And this is right precursor to uh, straight to video taken off, which is where Amityville ends up going. Okay. Uh, so moving along, uh, straight to video, Amityville 1992, It's About Time. That is the full title, folks. Came out in... 1992. <laughs> uh, this one is uh, directed by Tony Randall uh, from Hellraiser 2 Amazing and Waxwork. Um, Ticks. And we'll just say it features Dick Miller. I don't think they, anybody else is uh, big names. Uh, so following along with the Amityville 4 or uh, Evil Escapes book, this one is a cursed clock. Yeah, we're back out in California too. These items just keep landing where it seems to be cheaper to build. <laughs> And that antique clock was once owned by Gilles de Ray, who is an actual French character. He's a real guy. He's like one of the most evil dudes ever who uh, killed lots of kids. So the clock belonged to Gilles de Ray. And then we find out it found its way into the Amityville house. And now it's in their house because the dad was in New York on business and he picked up this cool clock. Presumably at the yard sale from the Amityville. Here's the thing. Oh, Todd's about to put a timeline together. If you're in if you're in the Amityville area, don't go to the yard sale of a known murder house. (laughs) No matter how much you save. Looking at you. All right, so what's our clock do? It it causes you to lose time. And while you're losing time, you encounter like an alternate reality of Someone or something trying to kill you, and then when you come back and it's normal time, people treat you like you're crazy because those people did not try to kill now you. Now that is coherent. Do you think there was a pitch meeting where no one understood that, and the guy who was pitching it said, no, no, it's about time. And then they were like, that's it. And then they just greenlit it and went, Amityville 1992, it's about time. <laughs> there is a whole uh, SWV they did the soundtrack to this film, SWV, It's About Time. Really? No. <laughs> I like that you bought that. Yeah, um, let me go. I, I will say this. It was bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm a sucker for portals. <laughs> so there uh, were moments where I was like, oh, it's kind of fun with the light switch. And it wasn't enough to, to keep me happy. <laughs> but, yeah. There are some really, really dumb deaths. There is not a single likable character in the entire movie, and you hate the whole family. Oh yeah, and they all survive. Maybe that's why it's called "It's About Time." Which, which, (laughs) if you think about the Amityville franchise, other than some past talk, really nobody. And and there's an exception of a couple films. There's usually zero deaths. Hmm. Um, I will say this is the start of when I started working at a video store in the early '90s. This movie was insanely popular <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll say oh other, it's 90s af well it's yeah. 90s it's amityville and tony yeah. tony randall at this point was a big horror director from waxwork and hellraiser yeah and they definitely sold uh, and it has name. a kid named rusty which is like every night oh yeah <laughs> yeah um there's that black puddle that just keeps showing up in different places yeah that's a bummer and uh what about that dog attack at the beginning <laughs> when that lady in the windsuit is with the dog and it's the exact shot from from beyond yeah, yeah. It's like they made a country ass Fulci. The, the thing is, is why, does, that, why do you not like this movie? Right we get that on a t shirt. Yeah, country ass Fulci. Could they not find a different woman to stand with the dog? Because it would have been creepy. 
it legit would be because the way they shot it, it was actually kind of creepy. But I kept looking at her. I was like, no, you like creepy, not sexy. The, yes. the wind never stood a chance against that suit she was wearing. Yeah, old Nance with her dog. Punish. All right, so what, what's our big climax here? Gas explosion, smashing the, the, clocks. The credits roll. Yeah. It's Whoa. about time. Yeah, we smash the clock and everybody's happy. Okay, what's next? It's back to, everything's back to normal. That You wasted your time watching this movie for everything yeah. to have not happened. Would you say happened. it's about a waste of your time? I absolutely would. Now, Vinny, I thought you would have liked the part where the daughter molests herself. <laughs> yeah, a little consistency here. What, a, what about when the boyfriend melts down the drain? Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Better in the blob. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. mo- moving along. Uh, Amityville 6, A New Generation, 1993. Uh, this one actually at least has some names in it. So, um, David Naughton. Richard Roundtree, Terry O'Quinn, Robert Russler, and Lynn Shea. Um, following right along, this time we have a cursed mirror. Um, I don't know. For the, I think this one probably stands out the most for me because uh, I think Republic Pictures were doing these. And they actually put a ton of money in, like, uh, this is, like, around the time Witchboard 2 and stuff was coming out, Night of the Demon sequels. They were putting a ton of money in their horror films and promoting them. So for that alone, like, I just remember there was a lot of cool... Uh, merchandise and stuff that came out for the movie and i think this one it's not great but it was a lot better than the last couple movies um i have one mm-hmm. tidbit i have to share that's the it's always sunny bar that they're going in and out of. really yeah i've been to it i recognized it immediately i was like wow that's kind of cool I, there wasn't a whole lot after that but. Yeah. what about <clears throat> how i looked i was looking down my notes here and before you gave the synopsis, I was like, Amityville New Generation. If you literally ask me right now which one that was, I couldn't tell you what the plot is. All run together. But now I look at my notes and I go, oh, I do remember that one. Okay, okay. Well, also, also, so this one, before or after, I'm not sure. But uh, we find out that some homeless guy is this guy's dad and who lived in the Amityville house and killed his family on Thanksgiving. Um, I feel like if you're going to go there, why not just be like, oh, Ronald DeFeo was out and he's this homeless dude. Yeah. The, uh, did they even recycle the names from part two for this guy, or did they just make up a whole new set of names? So they weren't. This whole wasn't associated with part two. It was supposed to be a family down the road or before, or after. Fucking garbage. <laughs> God. Um, if, if they replaced the actors with monkeys, we'd be sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we lived in a perfect world, but we don't. Uh, yes, so the beginning of this movie is growing up what I thought New York and Chicago were like. I just thought yeah. that people were just getting shot in the streets. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> went up to their cool warehouse lofts. Yep, exactly. Everyone had a warehouse loft studio apartment. Yeah. So what's our item in this one? The mirror. Alright. That Ronnie DeFeo gives to this artist. That's who, not Ronnie DeFeo. It's, well, it's, it's a, the, the Thanksgiving the, massacre. The, the idea. Yes. The bootleg Ronnie DeFeo <laughs> yeah. gives this mirror to his artist son. <laughs> It's, it's, it's Johnny DeMeo. <laughs> <laughs> and says, oh, I want you to have this. And he's like, here, bud, here, have a dollar. Yeah. So, I mean, I love, I, there's nothing better than getting a mirror from a homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bud. Shame you couldn't see yourself in it. And so uh, people see themselves harming themselves in the mirror and then it actually happens i was seeing myself harming myself <laughs> if i had to watch any more of this fucking movie <laughs> yeah i felt about the same way 
about the same way. So, um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a green demon mist floating around. <laughs> Can I just tell you, <laughs> we are past 150 episodes. I don't know how many movies technically that we have watched for this show. Yeah, there has been a very short list of movies where you got an audible disgusted reaction from me with the ending. This is one of them. <laughs> when when we have the people uh, react to the finale. You guys remember what I'm talking about? So I think it's the art installation. Yeah, oh yeah, so, uh, yeah. It's 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 an art installation oh. in their apartment building, <laughs> and um, it's it's like all these things intersecting reality and paranormal, and so they think that it is now is as bootleg Butch DeFeo's son <laughs> is going around shooting things with the gun. That initially they're all terrified and like calling the cops and stuff, and then. It slowly dawns on them that oh, this was just part of the art exhibit. It's performance art. It's performance art. It wasn't, and the cops are like, oh, "You silly guys!" Yeah, I just wanted Martin dun, dun, Lawrence dun, dun, to pop up dun. in the corner and make a, a annoyed face, just to be the perfect '90s moment. So I was like, "What in the hell is this? It was so dumb." And, and leading up to it, there'd been some entertaining parts. It's just kind of like. Something you'd flip by like on Cinemax at midnight, just uh, you know, a goofy sequel. But you know, you got some of the steamy hookups and and the you know drama of what they're seeing in the mirror and some. It's just, ugh, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> so moving along. <laughs> so is it unanimous? Is this the worst? I don't. Uh, I thought there's worse. That, okay. I, that's tough. I would say this was the worst for me. Okay. Especially with the people they had in it, I could have been more interested. I was, oh, yeah. uh, I, my hopes were higher. It started out when it strong. started, I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, David Naughton, yeah. it's always Sunny Park, Arts District, 90s, everybody's cool. And then it quickly disappointed me. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Glad you asked. Thank Go you. ahead, Todd. Thank you. Okay, moving along. Amityville 7 Dollhouse, 1996. Uh, this one is directed by Stephen White, who you can now uh, thank for the last several movies because he's been the producer for all of the the movies from since four. Is this uh, the Canadian one? No, we're not to that one yet. Oh, okay. Uh, dollhouse. It's about a, a dollhouse. Doll uh, this one stars Robin Thomas from Summer School, and that's it. Uh, I will. I like the throwback though, where the uh, stepmom's trying to diddle the like. Uh, I keep showing like the stepson playing basketball, and she's like. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, they got out their checklist. They're like, ah, let's get some incest. My first three notes read as follows. Very uninspired. This movie is not good. <laughs> this nerd kid sucks. Okay, but you did love the dead stepdad or the dead dad. Dead dad was awesome. The makeup on I feel like worse yeah, as the, the, movie ma- went the on. makeup. I, I said borrowing from American been. Werewolf in London is what I read. I feel oh, yeah. like, like dead dad should have been spinoff that we never wanted of the four that are within that box set like the next four that, that we've covered here i enjoyed this one the most out of those four i wouldn't say i liked it per se but there was at least the dad's makeup alone at this point i was just doing chores <laughs> like getting through this series it was doing chores There's full disclosure this, this, is, is, a, this you is a son of a bitch. you're the worst where did you get to that Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> How much well, is good? Until you ask somebody yeah, well, if they you can drop two hundred on the vinegar syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> and 
if you remember after he razzled us for ordering it, I said, I have the DVDs if anybody needs to borrow them. <laughs> and I've had his copy for like the last two weeks. At least. <laughs> He's been sitting Probably three. He I, only calls me when he needs some. I'm a, I'm a lot less forgiving of a of new generation of Dollhouse alone the time period that they came out. There was also not a lot to choose from horror-wise. And there was worse stuff out there. I do uh, remember loving Dollhouse, though, and rewatching it. I was like, Ooh. It's still bad, but I think this is much better than the previous three we discussed. You have some similarities to Hellraiser uh, with the, the demons and it's more true. adultery themes. I also like the portal of jumping through the fireplace and being in the dollhouse. There was kind of a Nightmare on Elm Street vibe to that. It's still a, a, a pretty clunky movie, but I enjoyed this one out of, of the the last four. I feel like, you know, they probably, I, I feel like this is, this is the last one um, from the official line of them uh, until we get to some newer films. But, you know, did they have that meeting that were like, what's our next cursed item? And they're just like, I feel like at this point they're digging in purses and stuff. And like, how about Amityville Tampax? <laughs> like <laughs> Amityville half stick of big red. <laughs> Amityville dildo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Okay, so uh, we kind of skipped over it, but uh, the Amityville Curse, 1990, which... We only had to go through the film in depth. I was going to say, here's what I... I even rewatching it, uh, this one stars Kim Coates, and it's a Canadian film, and it's not about Amityville. Right. The, the important thing to mention about this is that it came out within the middle of those sequels. And so nowhere on the internet does it clarify... Now... I think they actually say that it's the fifth film when you look it up. Yeah. But it actually came out but it, before But explain when you worked in a video store what was on the box so, of the video. So this one came out right before I started working. But I remember when I went and rented it, I was excited because it's a, a new Amityville. Um, Said no one ever, by the way. <laughs> Obviously not true. Um, so new Amityville. This is before 4 came out. So there's not a fourth movie at this time. Um, and on the box, it said it, it had a disclaimer that said, "This is in by no way uh, associated with the Amityville films." Similar, if you remember the box for Witch Trap, which looked exactly like mm-hmm. Witchboard, it said that this is by no way a sequel or associated with Witchboard. Um, and then the reason I remember this so well is when Amity Four hit video because I didn't know it was TV. Is I was like, "How was Four? When four just came out, and that's when I kind of associated that they don't care. Todd told me I didn't have to watch this, so I didn't. That's all right. You're it's welcome. not a huge deal. Man, you're welcome. <laughs> just skipping movies left and right. Wish you cared. I wish you cared about this podcast. So the general idea is five people spending the night in an abandoned house, the Amityville haunted house, and soon find themselves terrorized by assorted ghosts, venomous insects. <laughs> Ghostly There's your tie-in there. Um, would you guys like to know what I found on the internet just a couple nights ago? What's that? Vinegar Syndrome, who released the box set, put up a picture of the reel of Part Five, or Part Yeah, Part Part Five in their box set, which clarified, and they wrote about this very film and said the curse is not part of the franchise, and here's proof because it was an original reel. That wow. the studio had put on there. You couldn't have posted that earlier when I was getting shit from these two? Two nights ago. <laughs> Wouldn't have helped you. Remember that when I just said that two nights ago? You listened? <laughs> I only half listened. I know, clearly. <laughs> we but, all know that. But they uh, 
but they clarified on there that by the studio writing the Roman numeral on there, that spells it out. And so they put it out there because a lot of people were asking, why didn't you include this in the box set? Because of the listings that everybody was fighting. Mm. So that clears it up. Interesting. So while you were busting my balls, I was helping <laughs> your argument out. But uh, when you watch the movie, though, do they ever mention that it's the Amityville house? Isn't it just the Amityville area? Yeah. So that's the best about that movie. Um, so jumping ahead to recent times, uh, we have Amityville, The Awakening, originally set to release in 2012, but actually was released in 2017. Thank you, Weinstein Brothers. Uh, this one stars Jennifer Jason Lee, Bella Thorne, uh, Cameron Monaghan, uh, Kurtwood Smith, Jennifer Morrison, and McKenna Grace. Uh, and I believe it's produced by... Um, uh, Daniel Ferrans, which directs the next film and um, like wrote Halloween Six, so he's kind of I feel like he's associated with a lot of the Amityville movies. Actually, hmm. um, I watched this movie when it came on video. Why the hell did they not release this one theatrically? I thought it was scary, uh, way better than a lot of the films. It's probably my favorite movie, if I'm being honest, of all the Amityville movies, other than. Uh, this one's like a meta version of uh so this one the movies exist uh and they have just like a fictional story intertwined uh into it going for the whole meta feel i thought that the cgi was pretty subpar throughout this movie but other than that this movie actually surprised me i have been gotten real used to doo-doo <laughs> with the amityville name on it at this point of watching movies and this one actually kind of surprised me I've watched this one three or four times and I liked it the first time and I'm surprised it has held up every time I've watched it. Did you watch it three or four times back to back in place of the ones that you skipped? <laughs> You're like, well, I don't have these. Well, I'll just watch yeah, I just thought that it was only fair if I put time okay, in fair. to watch the same movie over and over again. You guys didn't feel I was going to say, we should have clarified at the beginning for preparation if we were going to skip movies you had to watch. It's about time over and over. <laughs> 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 Joke's on you, fellas. On a loop. <laughs> But yeah, this one is excellent. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, so, uh, the boy from Shameless, what's his name? Cameron Monaghan. He's the brother. He's in a vegetative state uh, because uh, his sister, Bella Thorne, sent some nudes to a guy and he was going to share them with the school. And uh, he went over to fight the guy and fell off a balcony and broke him's neck. And uh, that's why he's in this vegetative state, and that's why they've moved into the new home, because um, it's what they could afford. Continuing on with the always bleak nature of these Yes. Films. But don't worry, this one has bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of like the whole scene, but uh, she's like talking to her brother who was in a vegetative state, and that fucking, he comes up as a demon out of nowhere, yeah. and it's like, you're going to be the one to die, bitch. I was like, that... I've been getting goosebumps thinking about it. The first time I watched it, I watched this by myself off pay-per-view. It was shady. They didn't have it in the theater. Uh, I jumped out of my chair and went and turned some lights on. I think uh, this had the, the best scares out of the entire list of films we watched. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yep. And so, yeah, you've got her friends that are telling her that she lives in the Amityville Murder House, and they're going to watch the movie there. Yeah, like you mentioned, getting meta. Yeah. And um, because in this, the Amityville movie with uh, uh, Lois Lane, what's her name? Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. 
that's an actual movie mm-hmm. on DVD. Right, because like, they're picking out which yeah. ones to watch. Yeah. Which was a nice twist. I yeah. thought that was interesting. It helps separate from all of the garbage that had been yeah. in, you know, prior to Straight it. doo-doo. And um, come to find out that the, the place is cursed and that there's like this circle of protection that you've got to get outside of to be safe from the house. And that's kind of the setup. And so her brother is in the vegetative state, but like the demon is taking over his body yeah, and making him like calling. seem like he's healthy and he's getting better and things like that. And then you have a dream where the mom's uh, naked riding on top of the brother. <laughs> Keeping up with that incest theme. Yeah. And the, along with the and there's, you can Bugs. count on a sex scene in almost every Amityville movie. It's hot. <laughs> you got to sell it somehow. Cause it sure as fuck ain't the story. <laughs> Except for this one. So, uh, Anything else we want to say about this? No, just I know this one, uh, evil rises. This one did get uh, kept getting pushed back, and like they uh, they had kept refilming some stuff to where that uh, uh, Cameron's who went from being that skinny to uh, kind of bulking up at the at the time to where um, I think that might have been where they added the will scene where it, like it, it like rejuvenates him because he wasn't as skinny as he was when they started filming. He. For a guy who spends the bulk of the film in a vegetative state, does a great job mm-hmm. acting with his eyes and his face and just portraying kind of what he's going through. The kid's a great actor. Yeah, he really is. I think there was a nice touch, too, to where the sister's just like, to, to her, he's tortured, let him go. And the mom refuses to let to, to cut the life support and let him go. How many times does mom like slap her daughter around and all this? Oh yeah. God, I know. I think she it's added to the Jennifer movie Jason that, that the scene, not likable. The, the scene where she's trying to yeah. get her to push him out of the the boundary, and he keeps it from happening, and she's just behind him with this weird smirk on her face. Because the mom, we find out, knew, knew that the house allegedly has some stuff going on, thinking that that could be what uh, saves her son. Yeah. She's like, this will make his wiener work. We can hook up. <laughs> that was the plan. I was kind of hoping that him flying out of a window again at the climax uh, there at the end would kind of offset it. Yeah. It's like getting kicked twice by a donkey in the head. As they were arguing about you know, letting him go or keeping him alive, I looked at Carrie and her friend that were watching it with me this last time around. I said, by the way, if this is me, let me go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want that public record here on the podcast. <laughs> Those are long days, my friend. <laughs> but yes, it, the the evil rises, gets him up out of bed, and he's he's up and he's he's angry, he's mm-hmm. possessed, and we we have the big uh, finale with uh, sister saving the day, tackling him right out one of the famous windows that we know on the Amityville house, and dragging him out of the circle. I like too that they uh, they went back to like the I don't know if it was the same house that they shot in in New Jersey. They went back to the original look of the, the first few films. Yep. And then, yep, drags him out of the circle. The demon leaves him. He dies peacefully, says thank you. And now she's probably rotten in prison for murder. I was going to say, at this point, we yeah. just have the two daughters left. Everybody else yeah. has been murdered. He shot the mom and the and aunt. The aunt. Yep. the aunt from Once Upon a Time. All right. Well, somebody's on Pornhub, so that means it's time to move along. This is actually just Amityville sex scenes. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving along to uh, the Amityville Murders 2018, directed by Daniel Ferrans, uh, who is the writer-director. 
uh, starring John Robinson. This one's bringing back Diane Franklin and uh, Burt Young from Part Two. Yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> also also uh, starring Lainey Kazan and uh, Paul Ben Victor. Uh, and it's a pretty good cast. When it first came out, I was like, "Okay, so we're making Part Two, But really, this is the first time they've actually did a story of the true. Uh, or, with names. Yeah. So yeah. it's the DeFeo family. Uh, this one gets a little out there with like the grandma owning the house, because uh, I don't think it's ever mentioned in the earlier films either. The, the Feos lived there from like '64 to to when they were murdered. Um, they didn't just move in like the other movies right. implied. Um, you get the red room. Uh, brother and sister are less rapey. Uh, I don't know. I thought this was decent, but after Awakening, just I thought Awakening was amazing. This one wasn't scary. Uh, for this one, I rewatched it for the second time. Um, I liked it better the second time because I feel like they at least made more of an effort to tell the true story, including the, um, the ending of the film where uh, they show they were showing actual photos and the actual um, family and stuff. Yeah, this movie tried, but just really fell short for me. Todd brought it over. He's really excited about it, and I'm glad he did. Um, and it... Uh, Again, as you said, you're like, is it a remake of two? No, it's trying to tell the true story, but it does a lot of two. It throws it off because you have a couple of those people from two. Exactly. So it's like, it's kind of like two, but it's not supposed to be two, but it's supposed to be the true story, but it doesn't have everything from the true story. And it's just, it's a heaping, it's not a heaping mess, but it's just. I thought it was really good, but following the awakening. Well, that's a fair point I think too. That, I think that hurts. If the, if the awakening had never happened, and I just watched all these movies and then watched this one, I go, "Huh, Oscar worthy." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I summed it up with better than nothing. That's my feeling of the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> or would nothing have been better? Here's the thing: it's a swing and a miss because of who's involved with it. Bert Young. Um, <laughs> yeah, just get your heart rate down so, All right. look there there's a lot of uh, talented performers in this the director um is responsible for crystal lake memories never sleep again he knows what he's doing in terms of kind of documentary style so i like the idea of him going i want to tell the story of the defeos but then you get in there and we're changing names of the children jody wasn't one of the children that was the pig's name and the, you know, the later story we know. And, and so the acting was not very good for who was in it. Uh, some really piss poor performances from some of them. I thought Diane, Diane Franklin was okay, even though the accent was a little painful at times. Um, but, and I was excited when this started for Robinson, the kid from Lords of Dogtown that plays Butch. He's a good actor. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, oh, this is promising. And it, it's kind of a mess. It really is. Yeah. It, I do think it's worth watching for what you mentioned at the end. I really do like that we've got the nice music playing and showing the family for once. We are up to a couple dozen films that all started from this misery. And finally, somebody has put the names in the movie and documented them and remembered them. So the saving grace for the film was the ending and then kind of closing out with some class about it. But past that... I had high hopes for it because I really liked the original part two and with the returning cast and revisiting, I thought, Oh, this might be kind of cool. And Diane Franklin posted about it on social media constantly. And I thought this seems like it's legit. It was, it was a letdown. Yeah. So, um, 
thought it was okay. I think the most disheartening thing is this just came out and we just talked about how it's associated with Amityville 2. Just to read that next they're making a movie about the DeFeo family. Moving, you just literally made that. Don't do that. Um, Yikes. I, and I think we've already noted that I, I don't even know how many Amityville movies there are. Uh, so we just went through the officials. Plus, there's My Amityville Horror, which is about the turd son. Uh, probably needing crack money, so uh, telling yeah, his story. Uh, millions of books. The Conjuring 2. Um, Amityville is like a huge thing. Uh, so there's a lot of good and bad with it. Um, I think for me what's interesting is... Um, there's there's actually a couple good documentaries that um, I think uh, Ferran's or Ferran whatever his name is was associated with one of the History Channel ones. History Channel did a couple. Uh, one is like Amityville Fact or Fiction, and then um, the other ones I think more about the murders. Um, so there's some good docs out there. The books are interesting. I think after the first book, it definitely. I think I think the book takes a lot of liberties, anyways. There's such this huge mystery that people want to find out, though, the fact that uh, we keep seeing movies of the item of the week. Uh, I think even at this point, there's even the, the cursed monkey shine thing where, uh, like, one of the, the B movies. So, I don't know. To me, um, as much as they're always kicking around franchises, to me, just do one to end all. Like, be like, let's just make three movies out of this again. The murder, the, the Lutz's. Three. Are they going to stop at this point? Okay, so before we close it out, what are your overall thoughts on what happened there? Because we really didn't talk about that. I'm, I'm curious just to kind of hear your general thoughts. Uh, I'll make it real simple. Um, one thing that I just don't get about the DeFeo murders is how nobody moved yeah. and no shots were heard outside the house. And nothing in their system. Nothing makes sense about that. So that's very, very strange. There's all sorts of theories to... The, the grandpa had ties to the mob and there was some sort of hit to the brother-sister relationship to Ronnie just fucking hating his dad so much that he decided to kill them all. Just all those things. So I, I don't know what happened, um, but that I do know is very strange and peculiar because it was a 30-30. I mean, it's a pretty loud rifle. Um, and then about the hauntings, I think some weird shit possibly happened in the house. I don't doubt that. I think the Lutzes are full of shit. Completely. Yeah, I think they're full of shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't do. I think that maybe something could have happened, but the the level of embellishment I think is hard to deny. I love the lore. Sure. I, the, way you know, they, I, the way they carried themselves in the years after didn't lend to, to credibility. Yes. With all the the lawsuits and um and even there's a documentary on the Scream uh, Factory release of Amityville where um uh James Brolin and uh, Margot Kidder talk about them meeting them. And he talks about how likable he is and how much he liked the family, but he's just like, yeah, talking to him, I don't believe it. Uh, Margot says the same thing. They actually had them do, do uh, uh, publicity uh, photos in the real house. Um, so neither actor bought into it. I think there's a lot of... Um, I definitely don't believe the story that I used to as a kid, but I also think there's a lot of truth there. At the end of the day, no matter what, a brutal murder happened in the yes. house. Um, there's a documentary I actually watched at four o'clock this morning. That's recent. Um, <laughs> I don't know what channel was, uh, I think reels, which reels takes a lot of liberties, but they actually show that there's two friends involved with the brother and sister. Um, and that the mom is killed with a different, uh, gun. 
And it actually shows them find the gun in the river 30 years later. Um, but their thing was that a lot of none of the family was asleep. They told the, the kids to go back to bed. The dad gets up. They put him back in bed. Wouldn't there be a lot of blood, though? Just, yeah, forensic like, evidence would show and, that. And that at the didn't end of the day, the also bed. something that um, this is a quiet residential neighborhood. None of the neighbors heard anything. I'm, I'm sure you would hear. This isn't something where you hear blasts every night. Yeah. Um, I think that um, I don't. DeFeo himself, um, depending on what he's saying uh, this week, uh, Goat changes his story so much that you don't know what's true, what's not. Um, maybe he did LSD, and, and that's one of the theories is that that's what made him think he saw demons. Uh, there's one that I saw where the police were watching the house because of the mob tie-in and they say that they saw the sister come out and dump the, uh, one gun in the river and they, uh, the demon he describes is exactly what the sister was wearing. So are you saying you don't believe? I believe that, um, to me, I think he killed his family. I can't tell you why. And I do think that the Lutzes had something happen. Uh, but I think there's a lot of embellishment. A lot of people were trying to get rich, um, including DeFeo, including his attorney, including the people trying to debunk the Warrens, who are mad at the Warrens for making money because they didn't make money off of it either. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we mentioned it talking earlier about the satanic panic that uh, everybody had Amityville on as well. So um, Gerardo and uh, uh, Sally Jesse, and they had them on doing uh, lie detectors and... Um, I kind of believe uh, I believe that the movie is uh, a lot of lies, but I think that there there there's something that happened there. Yeah, I I think the the true crime portion of it is uh, very sad and bizarre and hard to explain, and I'm not sure anybody's ever really given a, a definitive answer that makes sense. I I think that there's a chance the Lutz experienced some weird stuff, uh, but I think more than likely it was all cooked up for money. And it got out of control quickly. I think that, you know, maybe you try and get some high profile people in there to, to investigate and maybe you can get out from under this situation that they're in because it's business was failing, mm -hmm. house payment, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it, you can always look at what's happened since then. How many Nothing. families have we had that, that lasted longer than three weeks. Well, they did debunk all the, uh, all the breaking of the windows and cause this is a, this is a old school house. So the people that moved in right after brought in people to show that we didn't do anything. look, the windows are still intact. And yeah. And so you've had decades <laughs> worth of people living there without the legacy continuing. So if there's a portal to hell or some kind of evil spirit that is possessing people into murdering their own family, I guess they're on a hiatus. And so that makes me believe if nothing else, that's convenient. Yeah. So saying that, though, do you think that uh, you'd be fully comfortable staying a night in the house now? Yes. With you guys or by myself? <laughs> yeah, if I'm staying in any, any weird house I don't want to stay in any weird house by myself. Yeah, I go stay with you guys. Now, if I hear a marching band, I'm running on your backs to get out of there. <laughs> so what you don't know is I've made some calls. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, uh, it got so bad. I think... Uh, the movies were never allowed to film there because the community is like, we don't want to remember the, the actual crime yeah. that happened. People like they, my they, parents are showing up they, taking pictures. They changed the uh, windows of the house, the the two eyes of the house. People just so, uh, I think the address has changed. They uh, did change the address. So at 112 Ocean Avenue no longer exists. 
There's a place off of Ocean <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap up this episode. It of is AMD about Bill. time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we hope you all enjoyed listening more than we enjoyed watching them, folks. So, uh, uh, take much. Another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, hanging out with Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, Hot Toddy. Stay scary. Get out.